If you're going to take the risk of running advertising online, shouldn't you get the benefits of learning from someone who's in the platforms every second of the day? Welcome to BidPixel.com's Marketing Ear Biscuits, the original podcast dedicated to digital advertising run by two Aussie guys who ride around in kangaroo pouches and drink Fosters and 4X beer. Hey guys, Dave here from BidPixel. I'm going it alone today, so... We've got a little bit of a problem in BidPixel, and it's a problem that I'm happy about. We're busy, right? We're actually quite flat out, and poor Jay can't join me today. Paul can't join me. Josh can't join me. Dean can't join me. None of the guys can join me purely because we've made them too damn busy. So I want to thank you guys for that. So today, I'm just going to turn on this GoPro while we're talking as well and get it fired up. Today, I want to thank you and I'm going to answer some of your questions. And now, these questions that you've been answering have, uh, one, given us the ability to have a chat with you. Our, some of you are our customers, some of you are our prospective customers, and some of you are probably never going to use us. You might be tied up with another agency or, look, we've even got questions in here from other agencies. But the questions that you've been asking as part of this month-long or three-month-long promo that we're running has really generated us some powerful content to give back information. And something magical happens when you give, give, give and not take, take, take. And that is that people respect that and they come back to you. So win for us, this little promotion that we're doing has worked exactly how I wanted it to work. Um, win for you guys because you're finding out heaps of information. So today I'm going it alone. Jay's too busy, Paul's too busy, the rest of the boys are too busy. So what I'm going to do is just go through a couple of the questions that you guys have asked us over the last month or so. So one of the questions here resonates really, really well. Now I can't say who it is, but rest assured you will go into the draw to win of our prizes. Uh, the question is, what is the time frame when you start or move to a new agency to see great results. Now, what better way to answer this than through kind of a case study testimonial of exactly this when it happened a month ago for us. So quite a large established clothing business uh, based down in the southern states of Australia, uh, well known for a few products that they've got, uh, massive following, good internal team generating content, uh, switched on owner who's amazing at what she does. They came to us from another agency due to just not feeling like there was a vibe there or not feeling like they're getting the results that they should be getting and not getting the love maybe that they should have got from the agency that they're with. Now, I'm not going to name names. This all stays anonymous, but it's a really good case in point for this particular question, which is what is the time frame when you start or move to a new agency to see great results? So let me tell you what happened. This particular company was spending about $30,000 a month on their Facebook advertising. And they made about $60,000 in sales from that. So you might think like a two times return on ad spend. So for every $1 they spent, they made $2 in return. For a larger company, that can be quite profitable and that can be a nice little place to sit at. But they weren't happy, right? And I get it, right? There was improvements to be made. So the number one thing we did, and this all happened in a 30-day period of time, right? So the number one thing we did was we took the $30,000 ad spend and we reduced it down to $19,000. So straight away, we saved that clothing company $11,000 in their first month of working with us. And that was one of our number one goals. Let's get rid of the bleed. Let's get rid of the stuff that's not working. And let's make sure that we're profitable on the stuff that does. So within that first month, they went from $30,000 in ad spend to $19,000 in ad spend. Now, 
what business owner wouldn't be happy with having $11,000 back in their back pocket? Like, heck, I'd love 11 grand each month in my pocket. So that was great. That was a quick win for them. But what happened then is, so the 30 days prior, they made about $60,000 in revenue based on the advertising budget. The 30 days that we worked on the account, so the first 30 days, like Jay and the team built out this amazing strategy, which is something that this account's never seen before. And when they had they had $60,000 in revenue, we turned that into over $120,000 in revenue. So we saved them $11,000 on their advertising budget and we doubled their revenue in this, at the same time, right? So ultimately, they went from $30,000 to $19,000 in spend and went from $60,000 to over $120,000 in revenue. So we really made them $71,000 more money in the first 30 days of working on their account. So for this question, what is the time frame when you start or move to a new agency to see great results? If all your ducks are in a line and if there is gross negligence on the account and definitely things can change, you should see results straight away. If your business has not maybe the strongest product to market fit or if maybe you're suffering with some of your uh, organic content or if there's just not everything's in alignment, right? Like Facebook and Instagram advertising works really well as part of an overall strategy. Now, we've been able to take some brands and absolutely explode them, but other brands kind of sit stagnant and don't really work. And it's not always the advertising's fault, right? Sometimes it is going to be that there's just maybe not a product to market fit correctly. There's maybe not a... Uh, enough background or social proof. Uh, maybe the website doesn't convert as well as it can. But once you kind of sort those other things out, it's almost like tipping petrol on a fire, right? Like advertising can just go gangbusters for brands. So what is the best time or what is the time frame to start or see different results from a new agency? Straight away if all your ducks are in line and if all your ducks aren't in line, that agency should be talking to you about that stuff first. All right, next question from Bell Fever, uh, Bell Fever Jewelry. Sarah, who owns Bell Fever, we still want to work with you, Sarah. I've been trying for, what, two years now? So come on over to the dark side. Come and work with BitPixel. We'd love to have you on the team with us. So this question, Sarah, I was going to actually save it for Jay because Jay is the strategist behind everything that we do. But I'm going to read it out and I'm going to give it a bit of an answer. And if I don't feel like I've done it justice, I'm going to come back to it with Jay in another episode. So Sarah from Bell Fever uh, asks, is it better to condense the structure and combine all audiences such as lookalikes and interests into their own ad sets or separate them all out? So bring everything in or separate it all out. Also, what is a good number of ad sets in a campaign? So this is loaded in so many different ways, but let me discuss this. So Something's just happened, like literally it's happening today, the 27th of February, and that is fan, uh, Facebook is making something called campaign budget optimization. There's probably a video up here that you can watch about it. Campaign budget optimization, we've talked about it heaps before. Look, there's a video. Um, it's about to be mandatory in Facebook advertising world. And what that means is we're no longer setting our budgets based on an ad set level. So we no longer say here is our particular audience or our demographic or our region, throw X amount of dollars a day at it. Now it's built out as the budget is set at the campaign level and that campaign controls one, two, three, four or multiple audiences underneath it. Now, Sarah, what we've been finding is it is better to put five on average, ad sets within a campaign budget optimized campaign. So each campaign has five different 
ad sets in it. Now those ad sets might be different variations of lookalike audiences. So you might have, whether or not it's a 1% and 10% audience, or it might be a, a lookalike audience based on people who have purchased in the last 30 days. It might be a lookalike audience on people who have spent more than $150 on your store. It might be a lookalike audience of people who've bought more than three products. Uh, it might be a, a lookalike audience of people who've come back and purchased more than three times. So you would build a campaign out with an objective, so it might be a top of funnel, a middle of funnel, or a bottom of funnel, and then you might put multiple lookalike audiences based on some really powerful audiences that you've had in the past. Um, then you might build out a separate campaign, so let's say top of funnel, again, you might build a separate campaign and build some interest targeting into that. So you might have uh, women of a certain age, so for you, Sarah, I know what your product is, you might have women between 18 and 25 in an audience. You might have them women between uh, 25 and 35 in an audience and you might have women between 35 and 45 in an audience. You would have those interest targetings based on age with similar maybe interests or similar um, saved audiences in a campaign. And then you might duplicate that to a middle of funnel and a bottom of funnel based on how they interact with your brand. So what we're finding in campaign budget optimization, and man, I hope I don't get this wrong and I'm going to probably have to get Jay to come back in and help me answer this one better. But what we're finding is if you group the similar audiences in a campaign budget optimized campaign, you can then kind of start targeting and your ad sets are still going to be singular. So if you don't have enough people in an ad set audience, so if you build a 1% lookalike audience of people who have purchased in the last 30 days and you just don't have enough data, it might not be a very strong audience. Um, if you don't know what I mean there, contact us, comment below because that kind of gets technical real fast. But Sarah, if your audiences aren't big enough, you'll find that some audiences in a CBO campaign are going to run away with some of your budget and your ad spend. And there's some things that you can do there to manually make sure that maybe each day each audience gets or each ad set gets a certain amount of spend. Um, and from what we can see, it's all going to be based on impressions. Like Jay, please mate, I hope I'm right with that. But at the end of the day, your CBO campaigns and ad sets are based on how many impressions they're kind of getting. And then Facebook's algorithm starts deciding where to put more money to or where to put more budget to. Now, that alone needs to be a separate conversation. And we are going to have that conversation when Jay's free because campaign budget optimization either works if you do it really well or it absolutely tanks if you have no idea what to do. So Sarah, sorry I was a bit vague in my reply to you, but hey, how about you come on board and work with us and we'll just let Jay wear the magic on your account. Um, talk to your account manager too, Sarah. Like I know some of the Facebook ad account managers have, um, so the Facebook ad reps on the high value program, which I know you're on, have some really good insights on this and they can do some conversion lift studies on your account and make sure that uh, you are doing the right thing. So ask your um, high value rep for a conversion lift study and it'll start giving you a few insights in what you're doing. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a moment out of the content that you've been consuming right now and just discuss this promotion that BidPixel's doing currently. So for Q1 of 2020, so January through to the end of March, we're actually incentivizing you and we want to know what your toughest marketing or advertising question is. Now, we want to hear those questions on our Instagram account, so commenting on any of our posts or our YouTube channel, commenting on any of our current videos or in fact, any of the videos on our channel at all 
and we will go through and read those questions and use them as a basis of our content for future videos and pieces of content that we're making. Now, marketing is a transaction, right? You need to give and take to get someone's attention. And while we're asking you for these tough questions, we know that we need to give you something in return. So what we've devised is an outlandish prize of $50,000 cash to go towards your next marketing or advertising campaign. Now, we've had some feedback from this already and some people think it's a little bit too good to be true, but I just want to take this moment out of the content that you've been listening to, to give you some assurance and give you a bit of an understanding of where that $50,000 cash is coming from and let you know that it's completely above board and legitimate. So within Australia, you've got the ability to do an insured prize sum. Now, while we don't have the $50,000 to give away, we use an insurance company to say that there is a game of chance involved and the winner will get the chance to spin a wheel and if they spin the lucky number, like if you're old enough and you remember Hey Hey It's Saturday and Pluck a Duck and the big chocolate wheel, if you spin the number and win, you get a genuine $50,000 cash to do with it as you choose or to spend it on advertising. Now, because it's a game of chance, some people might not want to take part in that. So what we've done is offered up two other prizes in the prize pool. And the first person who asks the toughest question or the person that we deem wins this promotion at the end of March will get the chance of which prize they like to choose. Yeah, they might like to spin to win and go for uh, their chance for $50,000 cash, or they might choose one of our supplementary prizes, which are the, the first supplementary prize is three months worth of strategy with our team. So you get three months of strategy with our Google Ads experts, three months of strategy with our Facebook ad experts, and three months of strategy with our conversion rate optimization and website development team. Now that's a pretty powerful prize in its own, and imagine what you could do after three months to generate revenue through your advertising and marketing. Now, if that doesn't float your boat, we've also got a locked safe. Now you can barely see it up on the screen here, but up on my shelving that you'll see in a lot of our videos is a safe that says win me and it's actually been locked for quite some time now. The contents of that safe in November and December alone earned two of our customers over half a million dollars worth of sales online. So like I said, marketing is a give and take mentality, right? We want to take your tough questions and we want to answer them. And that's a selfish motive from us because we want to use those questions that you ask to then generate more valuable content for other people to consume. But we know that we need to give you something in return. And the reason why we're going outlandish with the $50,000 cash is we want to make it worth your while to take time out of your day to ask us a question. So that's it, that's our little internal ad as part of the content that we've just pushed out. I just want you to know that yes, it's a legitimate $50,000. We want you to have the chance to win that or one of the other prizes that we're offering. And all we need in return is for you to ask us a marketing or advertising question that you genuinely want to find out an answer for. Uh, Thanks heaps, let's get back to the content that we're talking about at the moment. And if you did want to take part in this promotion, just go to bitpixel.com forward slash questions and there's all the information you need there. Cheers guys. Next question. This is a little bit changing tact from strategy and we're moving to creative. Uh, we haven't talked about creative a lot and I need to get Paul back on here a little bit more often and talk about creative. So uh, Jackie Power, uh, she's a life coach. She asked, where's the best place to get pictures to use on Instagram? I can add the text afterwards. Uh, Jackie, where is the worst place to get pictures? Stock image locations. Please, 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 for the love of God, don't use stock images. The best thing you can do is use user-generated content, use clips about yourself, take photos of yourself in what you do, pay a photographer or get your daughter or your mum or your dog to take photos of you as you work. 
What we've been finding lately is a really interesting trend on Instagram. Extremely polished images, like super professional or stock images that you've bought the rights to use online, get less engagement than, say, photos taken with your iPhone or videos taken with your GoPro. Um, and the reason is, kind of social media platforms are doing a full circle, right? They're no longer, well, they never were, but they're no longer a form a location to advertise. People are getting ad block and ad block is literally they're just tuning out of all advertising. And if you're scrolling through your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed, Jackie, and you see a beautifully presented polished image, you kind of automatically associate that with an ad. But if you're scrolling through and you see like a short little video from Jackie Power, the life coach, you're like, oh, it's real, right? It's social. It's interaction. People are interacting with you and you're a real person. People don't want to interact with a stock image of um, you know, a couple laughing together, right? People want to interact with socially people who they feel like they're connected to. And if you use your own content that you generate, you're going to connect better with your audience. So Jackie, I hope that helps with you. That's definitely a trend that we're seeing right now where user-generated content is just outperforming anything that looks like it's too polished or too... Um, not too polished. That's all I've got to say for it. So guys, there's three questions. Jackie, Sarah, and the first question, which I can't really say who it was, but you know who you are. Thank you so, so much for asking those questions. I've got about 100 questions to get through over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to do probably plenty more of these little solo, solo episodes just to answer them. Hey, quickly, I want to tell you about two books. So with Jackie's question about getting content and getting imagery that's really organic and raw and social, um, you need to be able to tell a message or a story with that as well. And with social media platforms getting more about community and people wanting to engage and follow each other, you also need to be really careful and creative with the copywriting that you use. So you need to tell a story, you need to find some hidden benefits, and you need to make sure that you're getting the right message in front of the right audience. Uh, on that note, I want you all to find this book, whether it's on Audible or you get a hard copy. I love hard copies because I've made notes all through this, but the book is called The Ultimate Sales Letter, and it's from a guy called Dan S. Kennedy. Now, Dan S. Kennedy is kind of like the godfather of the sales letters back in the day. Like he's been around since before there was the internet, right? He wasn't, he was writing letters and mailing them out to people. And a large portion of this actually refers to that process where he used to write letters and put them into people's letterboxes. But it's been revised. This is the fourth edition and it's got a ton of information about how to write your messaging to actually get inside your target audience's head. So how to be compelling, how to find the hidden benefits and look, Let's use a tradie as an example. Every tradie on the world can say that they're licensed their 24 hours a day and they turn up on time. But there's no real benefit to that because every bloody tradie says the same thing. Hidden benefits would be how you can act differently to anyone else in your marketplace. What is the hidden benefit? So do you want to know what BidPixel uses as a hidden benefit? So one of our ideal target markets is mummypreneurs who run Shopify or online stores. One of our hidden benefits, or our main benefits are we get amazing results with Facebook advertising, but one of our hidden benefits is we let these mums get back to being mums. We take the stress out of the advertising side of their platform, we take the stress out of the revenue, and we make sure that they can knock off at 3.30 and go and pick their kids up, or they can knock off at 5 o'clock and spend quality time with their family. That is a direct hidden benefit of how we can help our target market Shopify mummypreneurs to grow their business but not lose their marriage or their friendship with their kids. So get Dan Kennedy's Ultimate Sales Letter, have a read of that. The next book that I'm 
just starting at the moment is the Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. Now, this guy's run like Fortune 500 companies, right? He's done the marketing and the sales. He's got 12 key strategies in this book. This isn't going to be for those mummypreneurs, right? Like it might help you a little bit, but this is for anyone running a B2B business who really just wants to learn how to be more efficient in what they do. So The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. 100% recommend this if you're a B2B or B2B, B2E business. Get this and have a read. See if you can take two or three things out of this. You'll probably take all 12 of these hints out of this and you'll have a better business. Cool guys, that's it. Um, comment, like, subscribe, hit that little notification thing if you're on YouTube. And we've got literally one month left of our toughest question. So you can go in the draw to win $50,000 cash just for asking a question in the comments below, uh, just like Sarah did, just like Jackie did, just like our unknown person did. You can go in the draw to spin to win $50,000 cash. You can get a bucket load of strategy with our team, or you can take uh, a mystery prize, which is a safe, and we're drawing that at the end of March. So you've only got one more month to ask those questions. Um, go to bidpixel.com forward slash questions. All the information's there. Comment your questions below in YouTube, uh, on Instagram, and let's try and make you some big, big, big money that you can spend on Facebook ads. Peace, guys. Thanks.